And welcome once again to the Delegator Daily Thought Podcast. If you are left, I'm so sorry, you just ain't right, and you never will be. That's why you listen to this podcast. So that's why you need this podcast, my friends. Uh, if your girlfriend, for instance, says you should both start seeing other men, uh, then you need this podcast. Now I'm in trouble with the gender warriors. The gender warrior brigade will come for me now. You misgendered people and your same sexuality and you didn't get preferred pronouns and kiss my ass. That's what's next. Shut up and sit down. No one cares about your gender. You know, I did a piece this morning. Uh, uh, 357 Magnum blog, Zendo Deb. Great blogger, great lady. She did a... Uh, ask a question which was basically why would anybody live in New York then she listed a bunch of crimes violent crimes that happened in New York and then I went on a little bit of a tear and I, I mentioned all the things I hate about New York the taxation the regulation the regulation on taxes the taxes on regulation the nanny state the rushing around everything looks dirty everyone's loud as hell uh, you get the most obnoxious sports fan in, in uh, sports fans I should say in New York And it's just a state full of a a terrible governor, a terrible mayor of the city. Uh, It's, it's, I don't know of any reason I would ever go to New York. And I even picked on their sports fans. All their sports fans. I think the most not obnoxious person would be uh, the Jets fan that wears the green and white Jets colors. Green and white uh, helmet for fire department and... He's at all the games, I guess, still, and he just basically goes to be looked at. Look at me. I, I hate fans like that. They, they take me off the earth. That's why I watch sports at home. I don't have to deal with self-important, self-absorbed assholes like him. And I guess it's unfair. I don't know the guy. But like I said, I don't like New York. And as soon as I had posted that, uh, I see a headline, and it's about... Uh, New York, what? well, what I would refer to as New York's asshole mayor, Eric Adams. All four foot eight of him. Now, I don't know how tall he is. He looks like he's about four foot eight. And he's, again, a lot of people when he first ran, they said, well, he was, a poli- he was with the police. He was a police officer. And, and I say, he's in New York. He's a politician. He's a left-wing liberal Democrat. Well, the headline on the Delegator today reads, New York's asshole mayor can take his loudspeaker and shove it. Now, why am I talking about a loudspeaker in New York City? I mean, everything's loud in New York City, one of the reasons I hate it. Uh, But this is a specific uh, thing that New York is starting to do. I believe Minneapolis, St. Paul, was the first city to do it. Y'all need to pick one city and say... Minneapolis or St. Paul, don't care which. Just pick one. I don't like these dual name cities. Dallas, Fort Worth, never like that. When I lived there, Tampa, St. Pete, never like that. Pick a name for your city and don't quit marrying cities together, okay? Now, as I wrote on the Delegator, just after I post a mini rant bashing New York, I find another reason to say, Nuck, Few York. 
and its social justice warrior mayor. That would be little Eric Adams. And here it is. Daniel Greenfield wrote about this as well. Uh, the Ground Zero Mosque was something from another decade. All of New York City is becoming overrun with mosques. I had no idea about this because I don't live in New York. Uh, all of New York City is becoming overrun with, ma- with mosques. There's even an official city guide to the best terror mosques to visit while in the city. That's sad. Now Mayor Eric Adams has great news for anyone who likes being woken by jihadist shrieks in the morning. Uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams and New York City Police uh, Department Commissioner Edward A. Cobbin, or Cabin, however you say his damn name, today launched a new New York Police Department initiative to support and facilitate the Islamic call to public prayer, which is uh, not enjoyable to me. I don't. I guess it's all in your taste. To me, it's not very enjoyable. I don't like hearing it. Uh, it's like uh, I don't know which I would rather listen to. Bruce Springsteen or the Islamic call to prayer? Oh, God, that's a tough choice. Because if you listen to Springsteen, there's probably Springsteen fans around who think he's actually talented. And if you're listening to the Islamic call to prayer, might not be the best neighborhood for me either, given my right-wing views. But anyway, not really important. But the Islamic call to public prayer to support and facilitate uh, that call to be made at regularly prescribed times each Friday and during the holy month of Ramadan. I don't. I guess it's for the whole month every day. Oh joy! The effort represents a historic step forward in Mayor Adams' continued efforts to foster a city that respects all faiths and allows people to practice their traditions safely and free from harassment. Now, it's interesting because I don't, there's not a Methodist call to prayer. If there was, it'd be very boring and very liberal, believe me. There's not a Baptist call to prayer. There's not a Pentecostal call to prayer. Uh, Like I wrote, and I've said before, I dated a Pentecostal preacher's daughter. And going to that church quite often, the first time I ever heard people speaking in tongues, scared the living bejesus out of me. Freaked me out. I wanted to pray, just God get me out of this building. <laughs> it was terrifying. Uh, seeing people actually, uh, well, speaking in tongues, uh, rolling around on the floor at times. And it's odd, that's where I first went to, at the age of 18 felt this incredible uh, compelling to go to the altar and pray to Jesus for forgiveness so I have I have good feelings about that church anyway but the first time you hear Pentecostal or anybody speaking in tongues and things like that because they wouldn't just say a couple words it would be like paragraphs and you're going what in the living hell is going on here Jesus (laughs) Uh, please come here please um, but anyway, the thing about that was you had this preacher with a loud voice, plus he would yell, plus he would ha- he'd had amplifiers, so it was like getting your eardrums violated at the same time. 
So the so I don't know of any other religion that really blasts their their call to prayer out at specific times each day, including I believe er, pretty early in the morning. I just don't see how that's a religion that needs to be coddled. Uh, shouldn't we expect that religion to say this is America, this is not Saudi Arabia or Iraq or Iran. This is a nation where Islam is a minority religion and maybe we need to have a something else, but not loud, not a public thing. To me, that's, you're kind of baking, you're pushing yourself onto people at that point. Doesn't make a good impression, in my opinion. But anyway, the New York PD and, and Little Mayor Eric Adams, all four foot eight of him, uh, the effort represents a historic step forward in Mayor Adams' continued effort to foster a city that respects all faiths. Shouldn't those faiths also respect all the people to a degree? I mean, we're not talking about knocking on someone's door or someone coming to your church, and we're talking about an audible thing you can't help but hear. And if you're not a Muslim, if you're not going to the prayer service, if then why should you have to hear their call to prayer? To me, that's kind of an invasion of your privacy, of your space. So to me, if you want to be tolerant, if you want me to be tolerant of you, you be tolerant to me and we can work together. But if you're going to come bang on my door at 6 a.m. every day and wake me up, well, that's not going to last very long anyway. But I'm, I'm not going to respect you, so to speak, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, these are the words, of the idiotic words of Mayor Eric Adams. Uh, for too long, there has been a feeling, he said, that our communities were not allowed to amplify, amplify being the key word, their call to prayer. Again, what other religions have a call to prayer? I'm not sure if Hindus do. I don't know. There may be other religions do it, but as far as I know, uh, Catholics don't do it. Protestants don't do it. I don't think Jewish faiths do it. Uh, as far as I know, Hindus don't. So I'm trying to figure out, I don't think atheists do. What would the atheist call to prayer be? There's, there's would be, have to be a, a call not to pray. Jesus doesn't exist real loud, and then it would be over. At least it'd be quick. But Mayor Adams says there's a feeling that all our communities are not allowed to amplify their calls to prayer. You're speaking about one specific faith here. Islam. Because the other religions, again, as I know, or as I believe to know, they don't, uh, they don't do this. I mean, why can't you just put a, uh, a notice, here's the time to come, come to the mosque, and then play it inside? That way people outside don't need to hear it. Especially if you're trying to sleep or enjoy their morning coffee, enjoy a day off, whatever. Uh, today we are cutting red tape, Adams continued, and saying clearly that mosques and houses of worship are free to amplify their call to prayer on Fridays and during Ramadan without a permit necessary. Again, you're talking about a specific religion. I don't, do Baptists have call to prayer on Friday? Like an audible one? I, again, look, if you want to have your faith, have your faith, but don't shove it down my throat. 
Don't come knocking on my door every week trying to sell your religion to me. Respect my space. If you want respect, give respect. And I'm sorry, blasting out your call to prayer several times a day is not respecting other people's space. How about the word courtesy? Maybe courtesy should be used here. We want our brothers and sisters, Adams continued, of Muslim faith to know that they are free to live their faith in New York City because under the law we will be tr all be treated equally. Again, what about the people trying to sleep? Because they're hungover and they're sinners and they drink too much uh, whatever they drink in New York City. What about them? Don't they have a right? To be able to sleep in late and not hear a, a call to prayer that they can hear in their homes? Isn't that kind of invasive and intrusive? Isn't that not being a very good neighbor? Under the law, we will all be treated equally. Our administration is proud to finally get this done. So here's Eric Adams acting like he's really done something. Of, of note, of worth, of greatness. Shut up, Mayor Adams. Shut up, shut up, shut up. As I wrote on the blog, I see, so Islam must be heard by everyone or what? Again, do certain Christians have a right to walk the streets holding deadly serpents? Yeah, there are people who do that. Because the Bible says you can take up serpents. Oh, Bible says somewhere, I'm sure, at some point, don't be an idiot. Don't tempt the Lord thy God. That might be another one to use. But if, if it's a venomous snake and it's rattling at you and you pick it up, you're going to get bit. Didn't the good Lord give you a brain? But if you want to do it, that's your business. But do you have a right to walk around the streets chasing people? Maybe, here, beat my snake. Come to church. Worship Jesus. The snake will bite you, but you won't die. Okay, people aren't going aren't gonna to be very friendly to that message, I don't think. What other religions, I ask, should blast their sermons on loudspeakers at all hours? What about those freedoms of religion would not be glorified by Mayor Adams? I bet they wouldn't because he's a liberal. But anyway, that's my take. Not the most important story of the day, but... And since we're staying in New York for a minute... Uh, Here's a story from Chicago. Use the tools at hand to defend yourself. Also from 357 Magnum Blogs and Dodeb. And in Chicago, of course, they have their own crime problems. We know that. Uh, Zendo Deb's best advice, don't break into other people's homes and confront them. They might be armed. A Lakeview man whacked home intruder with a machete. Didn't have a gun, didn't have a firearm, but he had a machete. I don't want to get hit with a machete, do you? It's not high on my list of, of, of uh, you know, a bucket list. That is not on my bucket list. Uh, Lakeview is one of the 77 neighborhoods in Chicago. Um, let me see. Uh, this gentleman named Curcio, last name, Leslie entered his neighbor's apartment through an unlocked door around 1 p.m. Saturday, confronted the 36-year-old man who lives there uh, in the bedroom. When the situation turned physical, the victim fetched a machete that his female roommate keeps by her bed for safety. 
Boy, I'm not dating her. I'm just saying. According to the report. And Deb adds, When Deuce having a machete didn't stop the guy from attacking him, he started hitting him with the machete, striking both arms and wrists. Cops found him by following the blood trail. The crazy thing is, he didn't want to go to the hospital. Can you imagine? No, I don't want to go to the hospital. Get, get a ride McDonald's? Can I do that? Uh, despite the fact he was bleeding profusely, cops did eventually convince him uh, to let the paramedics take him to the hospital. Uh, 32-year-old Clayton Curcio could not attend his bail hearing over the weekend because he was still hospitalized and, ske and scheduled to undergo a second surgery to repair severe injuries to both arms. You know what? Just because they don't have a gun doesn't mean they can't commit self-defense. And uh, God bless you for defending yourself in your own home there. Good for you, sir. Or ma'am. Is it a man? Yes, it was a man. Good for you, sir. Way to go. That's what we need more of. Stories of bad people getting bad ends when they try to commit bad acts against good people. Now, do you remember this was uh, from the Tennessean? Uh, the uh, house that exploded two, three weeks ago. I mean, it like blew up. There was a ring camera across the street. Caught it. And it looked like a scene from a, uh, a Hollywood movie. When a house blows up. I mean, it really blew up. Uh, but the cause of that explosion. It was at uh, Titans cornerback Caleb Fairley's home. Uh, that killed his dad, Robert Fur Farley. Uh, was released. So what do you think the cause was of this house literally blowing to smithereens? It was, as most people thought it might be, apparently uh, it was caused by a natural gas leak. Makes you want to think twice about having gas to your home, right? But so many people do. It's, it's, it's extre exceedingly, extremely, extremely rare for something to happen. Um... But it killed the father, Robert Furley, injured a second person. I think the initial reports that five people were dead. And I assumed when I saw the video, uh, there's no one in that house that lived. There's no way in hell. But odd things happen. Kent Moore, who's the director of Iredell County Fire Services, said the point of origin for the explosion remains unknown. Further investigation into the explosion was, done, was stopped Due to the instability of the remaining structure, Green said last week all that was left of the structure was a garage wall. And I mean, when I say it blew to smithereens, it blew to smithereens. Uh, further investigation will be concluded by Farley's insurance provider. Unbelievable. Uh, Christian Rogers, who's 25, a friend of Farley, was also in the home at the time the explosion was injured, transported to Charlotte Hospital. Green said he was released a day later. I don't see how he could be in that house and literally blow up in a ball of fire and you get released the same day. My friend, the Lord must, must have been watching over you. So glad you're okay. Uh, very sorry for the loss of the one man, but it's just one of those things that I guess just happened. Uh, my grandfather always said, he would have read that story and he said, you know, when it's your time, it's your time. He firmly believed that. 
because when he was, uh, I guess, 20s, he was sitting at, a, a, I guess, a lunch counter somewhere talking to this fellow and just having a conversation. They were having, uh, drinking some coffee. My granddad was eating some breakfast. And the grandfather turned away to say something to the guy next to him. When he turned back, the guy he'd been talking to was face down on the counter. He just died. He like said something to my grandfather. My grandfather turned to the, his other side. And we looked back, the guy was dead. Younger guy. Just, just like that. So I guess when it's your time, it's your time. I guess I do believe that to an extent. Uh... I wish there were signs, though, you could give. Like, other people could see. You couldn't see it, but other people could see them. Like, if you were going to get on a bus and there was a big sign above someone's head, it's their time. You might want to catch the next bus so I could know. But uh, just a freaky thing. Life and death, very mysterious things, my friend. Now, moon battery. Have you ever been driving down the road... And you just have a sudden need to have some birth control. I mean, and you can't find a Walgreens or you can't find a, uh, a CVS or Rite Aid or some other type of, of drugstore. Can't find anywhere that would sell uh, birth control, condoms, things like that. Well, Moon Battery has news for you and news that is good. No one, and I mean no one, will need to worry about getting burdened with a baby at a Chicago bar called Dorothy First. Well, I'm sorry. The bar is called Dorothy. End. Period. New sentence. Uh, First, it is a lesbian bar. And I don't know if y'all know this. I don't know if it's politically incorrect for me to say it or point out because it's too, like, scientific, which is like bigotry, okay? Because uh, I can pick my gender anytime I want to, buddy. Okay? Anytime, really. See, I'm going to have a baby. I'm a girl now. Call me she, her, him, he sometimes. Call me they on Wednesdays, okay? I'm a pansexual, by the way. I'm looking for a pot sexual. We can really have hot time in the kitchen. But anyway, besides the the insanity of the the gender wars we're going through right now, it's a lesbian bar, and if you didn't but know it, lesbians can have sex all day. Some of it, if they're both attractive, which in my personal experience is a very rare thing, uh, it might be interesting. I'm just saying, strictly for curiosity's sake, Strictly just to see, just to know. Uh, But two women can't make a baby. Uh, Second, this uh, this Chicago bar called Dorothy, the lesbian bar, is going to get a special free vending machine. Oh, yes! Special and free! Rock on, man! Special and free! The vending machine at Dorothy... It gives the address. I'm not going to give it to you. Uh, Will be funded and stocked by organizers from Midwest Access Coalition. Now you might be wondering, what in the hell is the Midwest Access Coalition? And what does it have to do with lesbians using condoms or something? 
Well, it's a nonprofit that provides support for people seeking abortions. Uh, said the organization's community and events manager, Walker Fitz. Uh, I guess he's a small guy, Walker, so he fits most anywhere. No? Nothing? All right, enough corny jokes for the day. Dorothy co-owner Whitney Lamora and Fitz are still working out the details, but they plan to provide emergency contraceptives, condoms, pregnancy tests, and other harm reduction resources free of charge through the machine. Harm reduction resources. So somehow if a woman is pregnant, because she did a horizontal bop with, bop with a guy. Somehow she's been harmed and she needs to have uh, harm reduction resources dispatched to her immediately. Harm, of course, they blunt notes, refers to bringing life into the world. It does seem that way sometimes. Seems like the left is at war with, well, it is at war with Western civilization, aren't they? If you really think about it. Uh, Dave Blunt notes that no lesbians don't normally need to worry about pregnancy, but these days some lesbians are actually men. So they're not actually lesbians. They're men who like women, which used to be called heterosexual, but apparently no. And that's apparently the freakiest sexual identity now would be heterosexual, wouldn't it? I mean, you're not a, you don't like, uh, the same sex you don't have, like both sexes you're not confused about it you're not questioning you're not queer maybe you're i mean you're just a guy or girl attracted to the opposite sex you know like mother nature intended somehow you're getting to be the minority and the weirdo now i'm afraid uh, besides, Dave Blunt continues, it's a thought that counts among liberals making a show of wanting to prevent human life is way to uh, is a way to virtue signal, and it really is. And virtue signaling is one of the before it was called virtue signaling. The left I identified the left as being completely wrapped up in what would become known as virtue signaling, pretending they care. The bumper sticker, the T-shirt you wear, the bumper sticker on your car, uh, the slogan you use in your uh, email title or something, you know. Uh, Todd for social justice at yahoo.com. <laughs> social justice or die, bitch. Uh, just, again, the left is, whatever their minds, whatever part of their mind was left, they seem to have lost that. And they don't seem to be able to identify with anything like reality. Uh, here's a statement, though. We just deeply believe in their goal to assist people who need an abortion in the Midwest. Lamora said, we're a lesbian bar, but we support people who identify in any way, and we believe everyone should have the right and access to safe abortions. Does that, and that includes men now? What if I tell you I want a free abortion? I'm just a guy. I look like a guy. I have a beard. I have a mustache. I'm not taking puberty blockers. I'm not trying to have any hormones. No surgery. Do I have a right to an abortion? It could be a pretend abortion, but what that? But if I identify as a lesbian who's pregnant, even though I'm completely heterosexual and male, 
Do I get a free abortion too? Why not? See, if you don't believe in that, you're a bigot now. The world has lost its damn mind, my friends. Now, why? You've probably asked yourself this question. I've asked it. I think I've answered it pretty effectively at the Daily Gator uh, and on these podcasts. But why the media ignores armed citizen story? This from the great Tom Knighton, uh, who uh, is one of the one of the best writers about firearms there is. Uh, Bearing Arms features his fine work, and he wants to know why, or maybe he wants to explain, I should say, why the media doesn't like to report self-defense stories, right? Mass shootings that have been stopped. The media doesn't rush and have 24-hour coverage there for a couple, three days. They don't worry about the manifesto of the person who was killed by the good guy with the gun. They don't even report, uh, report it. Don't even talk about it. They don't even bring it up. Why is that? I mean, if, if a mass shooting is such an interesting and compelling story, wouldn't a failed uh, mass shooting be, be the same, just as, just as uh, noteworthy, if an armed citizen stopped it? Yet the media doesn't do that. The media only does one thing. Wherever they can bash guns, gun owners, and the Second Amendment, that's what they cover. Uh, Knighton writes, we're also told quite often that armed citizens don't make us any, don't actually make us any safer. That's untrue. If you listened yesterday, and it's archived, go listen to episode 498. Rob Morse went into how many people use guns to defend themselves and save lives every year. An incredible number. I believe the last number from 2021 was 2.8 million. But the media ignores it. So you don't know about it. It might be a blurb in your local paper or on the local podcast or local newscast from your favorite TV station that you only watch because one anchor is really hot. I mean, other than that, you don't know about it. But a mass shooting, which the left, the gun violence archive identifies as anything, pretty much anything's a mass shooting now, by their definition. They've uh, strained the bonds of reality on that one until they've broken. America's first freedom uh, decided to weigh in on the subjects of armed uses or armed self-defense uses, armed defense of others. A recent incident in Las a recent incident, excuse me, in Las Vegas proved once again that armed citizens save lives and sometimes many, many lives. On June 23rd, a man wearing a helmet, armed with a rifle and other firearms, charged into the Turnberry Towers luxury condominiums in Las Vegas and began ferrying firing shots in the lobby area. Humberto Garcia, an armed front desk employee carrying a concealed firearm, quickly shot the attacker, putting it into what could have been a mass murder situation. And let's face it, why are you trying to shoot your way into luxury condominiums where a lot of people live and have several guns and you probably don't have the best of intentions. You're probably a psychotic bastard that wants to take a lot of human life. And it probably explains why in the manifesto you probably have somewhere. But, 
an armed citizen shot your ass before you could accomplish it. That's not newsworthy? CBS, NBC, ABC? Anybody? MSNBS? Fox? I don't remember seeing it on Fox either. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't remember Newsmax covering it. Now, I don't watch much Newsmax because eh, most of the people that work for them are not very entertaining. i got to be honest. I'm just being honest, Newsmax. I'm available, by the way. And I am guarantee I'm more entertaining and compelling than anybody you have on staff on the payroll right now. Uh, let me see. Lieutenant No Esparza with the L- uh, Las Vegas Metro Police Department tried to calm the public by saying, I want to dispel any reports of an, any active assailant or any active shooter situations. That was not the case here today. Well... That's because the attacker got shot by a lawfully carrying, concealed carrying, great American. But had the attacker not been stopped, it could have quickly turned into an active shooter situation. Some residents who were near the site of the attack called the desk employee a hero, which of course he is, and believed he saved their lives. The incident was briefly in the news, but once the armed citizen aspect was discovered, gun control advocates and much of the so-called mainstream media simply chose to ignore the story. This lie of omission is nearly as telling as the outright untruths they regularly claim about armed Americans. Here's where they're wrong. Number one, and this is the this should be number one, armed citizens do stop crime. Many gun control supporters try to ignore or play down the fact that armed citizens use their firearms frequently to protect themselves and others. The most recent data available on defensive gun usage is quite telling. Pardon me one second. Ah, refreshment for the throats. The 2021 National Firearms Safe, uh, Survey conducted under the supervision of Georgetown University professor William English estimated one 0.67 million defensive gun uses annually in the United States. Now, if you're wondering how how many is that per day, because we often hear how many mass shootings they've been, they've been so far, according to the Gun Violence Archive, which tries to make the, the numbers as skewed as they can. That comes out to 4,575 a day. So defensive gun uses, 4,575 every day. And it comes out to 1.67 million people for 2021. That's a lot of people. Yes, it is. Now they go down some different rabbit holes that, that I'm interested in going down. Though I recommend you go and read the whole thing. Just because I'm not talking about it doesn't mean it's not interesting stuff. With all of that out of the way, let's look at these numbers for a second. Tom Knights continues, If I opted to be charitable to the mainstream media, I'm not, but I'd look at this and acknowledge that there's no way they could cover all these armed citizen stories. At 4,575 defensive gun uses per day, there's no way any publication could cover all those stories. Yet they try to keep track of the gun, the uh, mass shootings, don't they? 
maybe the, maybe the right should start something like the Gun Violence Archive and not be like the Gun Violence Archive, actually report facts and help the media out. And the media could list, list a number each day. Have a little tracker at the beginning of each day and throughout the news day. Further, not all of them were likely to make the news in the first place. After all, if the police aren't called and the press is unaware of the incident, they really can't cover it. When someone presents their firearm and the bad guy runs, most folks aren't going to call the cops because they don't want the hassle. And then you have the instances where they do and the police simply don't file a report for whatever reason. So that's the best case scenario. They just can't cover so many cases. So they don't and not every case even gets reported to the authorities anyway but there's a lot more after all there are some that are high profile like what happened in las vegas it's pretty clear the bad guy showed up to commit a mass shooting and was stopped by an armed citizen yet that story evaporated into nothing in part because nobody but the bad guy got shot i would say mainly it just didn't fit the narrative if you know what I mean, and I think that you do. There is pretty obvious that the mainstream media won't cover it because they don't like the message it sends. If people realize that guns actually do save lives, we might end up with more armed citizens and less gun control. And that's not in the media's uh, ideological focus here. The media overwhelmingly is left... People who support gun rights, carrying of weapons, etc., etc., are overwhelmingly right. So the media is not going to do anything to help the right out. They should because facts should matter. But they don't. While the media likes to pretend otherwise, they, they're heavily biased against the Second Amendment and all, and that colors their coverage of stories. Armed citizens make us safer. They just won't cover it. Excellent piece, Mr. Knighton. God bless you, my friend. Absolutely right. Read Bearing Arms every day, my friend. Cam Edwards is, writes for them. Has some good videos on there. Tom Knighton. Uh, other good writers. They, they really focus heavily on the Second Amendment. Self-defense gun uses. Gun laws, etc., etc. It is invaluable. Uh, the other source I would name right off the bat is already quoted from her. Zendo Deb. 357magnum.blogspot.com The Wheel Gun Blog. Excellent, excellent, excellent work by her. The Daily Gator, of course. I have many of those same stories up at uh, the Daily Gator. I'm done, my friends. Uh, tonight is Florida at Utah. College football season is back. And tomorrow is Friday. It will be the 500th edition of the Daily Gator Daily Thought. In this iteration, there's been some other iterations. Uh, but, again, check out Spotify. Check out all my web, uh, my uh, podcasts. All soon to be 500 of them. Uh, you can donate by clicking on any of the podcasts and just hitting the button that says support this podcast. You can become a monthly contributor. And I will not use any of the money for lap dances, okay? Well, maybe on my birthday and on every third Thursday in July. Maybe. Actually, I'm just kidding. 
if you wish to give, thank you. God bless you. The money will be used uh, to further my efforts with the Daily Gator blog, DailyGator.net, D-A-L-L-E-Y-G-A-T-O-R, and to push the podcast again. The podcast, I will remind you, that ain't woke. Let the big gator eat, my friends. So, go Gators tonight. Three rules of this blog, my friend, and the website, and the dailygator.net. God bless America. If you're left, you just ain't right. And go Gators. I will uh, talk to you all tomorrow for episode number 500. Uh, no fireworks, please. Just don't set off any fireworks in your home while I'm doing the I know it's exciting that I'm on number 500. But, okay. And don't let Uncle Carl get in the damn wild turkey again. And the fireworks. That never ends well. How are his fingers, by the way? I think he only has three left, right? Uh, no, de- no. I actually did have a, a distant third cousin, I think, or second cousin, that lost a couple fingers due to uh, uh, cherry bombs. You remember cherry bombs? They were like a firecracker, but a lot bigger, more powerful. He was a little drunk, a little slow on the reflexes. The fuse went a little quicker than he thought, and he didn't throw it in time and lost parts of two fingers. Don't play with that kind of stuff. It ain't worth it, my friends. See, even fireworks safety. I even share safety tips with you people. God, I'm a giver. And you're welcome, America. God bless. Peace out. Talk to you tomorrow. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Peace out.